Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It's the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. You made it, and we all made it, didn't we? Black and Gold Friday is finally here, and welcome into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings from Studio B here in Metairie, the headquarters of the Saints and the Pelicans. Wow, here we go. It's time to get things back on track. The Saints at home in the Dome on Sunday afternoon. That's a noon kickoff, of course, against the Minnesota Vikings. And today's show will wrap up our preview of that football game on Sunday, help you get ready tailgating-wise, too. More on that in a moment. And uh, otherwise, we'll be uh, certainly excited to put an end to the week and uh, look forward to the weekend, a big football weekend that also has LSU opening SEC play and Tulane trying to measure up against a ranked team uh, in Duke. So we'll see how things go as we get a good football weekend ahead of us. Tailgating weather is going to be fantastic, and hopefully so is the food. And to help us do that this week, we bring back Chef Brian Landry from Bourne, one of the best restaurants. Uh, Brian will be back with us here on the Black and Blue Report today and uh, perhaps share a recipe or two, something we can all throw together, whether it be tailgating or watching the game at home. Daniel Salerson is alongside today, and he's anxious to visit with Brian Landry and help us get ready for the tailgating. Otherwise, football will talk Rondé Barber today, the analyst for the NFL on Fox and on the broadcast for Sunday Saints game, is our guest here from his home in Florida before traveling to New Orleans today. And we'll uh, head into the Saints locker room and get some perspective from Zach Streif, one of our go-to guys here on the Black and Blue Report. Zach will help us wrap up our week and preview the weekend's coverage, which will go all the way through the weekend on NewOrleansSaints.com. Did you watch the football game last night? Uh, I couldn't I couldn't stay all the way through it. Wow. I, maybe that's the only word to say about what happened in Atlanta. The Falcons were pretty impressive. They're 2-1, and Tampa was equally as bad. Our condolences to the Buccaneers fans today. 56-14 was the final score. And congratulations, of course, to Devin Hester, a record-breaking night for him, returning a punt for a touchdown. That's 20 times he's returned a kick or an interception of some kind uh, for a touchdown, and, and certainly having Deion Sanders there at the ball game last night uh, was maybe the only highlight of the whole entire evening. I couldn't believe it when it was halftime and 35 to nothing. I couldn't believe it even more when it was 56 to nothing going to the fourth. 
And then 56 to 14 was the final score. The Buccaneers remain winless. Saints, though, hoping to get back on track, get their first win of the season against the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. We've talked about just about, just about every aspect of the game, but Zach Streif will uh, be by to help us get the uh, feel of the locker room in just a moment. But up next, we'll uh, pick things up here on this Friday. We'll pick things up quite a bit with former NFLer, Buccaneers, as a matter of fact, Rondé Barber joins us right after this. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, Anthony Davis, and your Pelicans have been working throughout the offseason to take this team to the next level. Ticket plans for the 2014-15 season are on sale now. There's a variety of packages for all fans featuring half season and 12 game options, including the ever popular weekend plan that averages a couple of games a month. Packages start as low as $185. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and take flight with your Pelicans today. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Welcome back to the show. We are on this uh, Black and Gold Friday as Saints fans are gearing up for the home opener this weekend against the Minnesota Vikings and uh, gearing up for the broadcast on television. NFL on Fox is the uh, the second best looking member of the broadcast team this weekend. Uh, that'd be Rondé Barber. Uh, Rondé, I don't mean to do that to you, but uh, we're a little biased with our own oh. Jennifer Hale on that team. I will gladly take second best to Jennifer any day. Don't worry. Don't, don't tell Chris, but he's he's third at least at this point. Yeah, clear, like clearly and like substantially third. Very much so. Rondé Barber on that broadcast crew this weekend, as we mentioned, with Jennifer Hale and Chris Myers calling the Saints and Vikings from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this weekend. Uh, Rondé, it'll be nice to talk about football on Sunday, but I, I am curious, how much of your broadcast do you think on Sunday is going to be geared around what's happened here over the last week or two? You know what, uh, our crew has had the, um, I mean, I had fortune, misfortune, however you want to describe it, uh, of having to deal with this last week, too, uh, with the Greg Hardy case. We had the, uh, uh, we had the Carolina game uh, at home um, versus Detroit. So I'm sure it'll, we'll handle it the same as we did that. Uh, Chris will come on, and obviously we have to address it. I mean, it's not as if we can pretend like it's not happening. Um, and he'll do that at the top of the show. Uh, and if it stays the stays the par, we, we we'll try not to mention it again. I mean, as analysts and play-by-play and, and Jen on the sideline, um, you know, our job is to cover the cover the football game. You know, we're not trying to be social comment comment. You know, provide social commentary on the ills and whatever of the world. And, and in this particular case, the league with Ray Rice, Greg Hardy, Ray Anderson, and now the Adrian Peterson case. So. Um, you know, our job is to talk about football, and that's what the broadcast will be about, you know, pretty much all day Sunday. Put your player's hat on for me for a second because I'm curious. You know, we get we get the talk of eliminating distractions kind of rammed down our throats, and rightfully so, you know, in a football locker room. Uh, but when you have a distraction such as this, let's just, I guess, try and put ourselves in the shoes of the Vikings right now. Um, mm-hmm. How much of this is a distraction and what kind of an effect does it have? I don't know if any of us who have never spent a, a full season in an NFL locker room can truly appreciate this, and I'm curious as to what is 
what is real and what is not. You know what? It's uh, the distraction. Obviously, stems from one of your best players not being there, of course, uh, but more so people wanting to make it a story. Um, not that it isn't a story, because it, it certainly is a story. Um, but the distraction is way more um, palpable because we all want to talk about it. And as media people, it's the only thing we care about. You know, forget that, you know, the Saints are 0-2 or, you know, the Minnesota Vikings are 1-1 after having been blown out by New England last week. The only thing people want to talk about, the only thing they want to get commentary about is what's going on in Peterson. And the, and the distraction comes from the fact that as soon as I, as a player, say something about that situation, now it's not only about the story, whatever it may be, but also about what I think of the story, in my opinion. And that gets spread all across the world and across every media outlet in the, in the country. And then that's, that's more of a distraction. So it has nothing to do with football. And that just it just piles on top of each other and piles on top of each other. And God forbid you say something that you honestly mean and somebody in this country doesn't agree with it or some writer feels like they got to take offense to what you said. Uh, and then it becomes an issue. So that's, 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 what, that's why it's hard to deal with. Does it affect the way you practice or play on Sunday? Not at all. Uh, not at all. It, it affects the way you, you have to go to work in the locker room when the media is in there. Other than that, no. I mean, obviously it'll get brought up. Sure, everybody's talked about it, but uh, in, the, in those particular locker rooms. But no, it doesn't affect the way you go to work. I mean, we get paid to do a job as an NFL player, and you go do it. That's, uh, that's the bottom line. And if you don't, you know, they'll find somebody else. I mean, it's, it's, this league is unforgiving in a lot of ways. And uh, uh, that, if you don't perform on Sunday because you're distracted, and you'll be uh, you'll be out pretty quick. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's let's zero in on the Vikings for this weekend because obviously losing Adrian Peterson is a significant piece of their attack. Um, can they win a football game without Adrian Peterson? Yeah, you know the Vikings looked substantially different week two than they did week one, and I it's hard to say it was anything other than not having Adrian Peterson. You know he, he provides you know that angry running style and explosiveness that they just don't have with any of the other players. Um, I imagine that North Turner and you know, Coach Zimmer will spend a lot of time trying to find a way to get Cordero Patterson involved. You know, him and Greg Jennings are really their only explosive options on offense, so it'll be interesting. Last week, hey, they uh, they didn't show, didn't show us much, so it'll be interesting to see if they can create some offense without that guy. Rondé Barber, our guest here on this Friday on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Rondé, uh, probably rightfully so, the Saints defense has taken a lot of heat with the way that they've started the season. Um, you being a former defensive back, what are you seeing with the Saints defense and maybe with that position group uh, specifically? You know what? The secondary is getting a lot of flack, uh, you know, and rightfully so. I mean, there's been some you know, blatant and in, in, in crucial times, miscommunication, um, you know, guys running wide open, which just can't happen in the NFL, especially if you're trying to win games in the fourth quarter. You know, in, in all honesty, they should have won both games. And uh, they had chances to make stops in both, uh, in both situations, and they weren't able to. Um, and you can question whatever you want to, but those are things that have to be fixed on the practice field, and, and hopefully they're able to do that. What's the matchup like when you talk about that defense and what you just alluded to specifically regarding Minnesota's offense? Well, like I said, the matchup is keeping Cordero contained. Uh, he's the only one that can hurt them, I think. 
Uh, you know, they have a you know stable of other running backs, three other running backs. Minnesota does, but to me, none of them scare you. You just got to stop the big play ability of number 84 in purple, man, because he's their leading rusher because of a couple of big explosive runs, and he's their leading receiver in, in terms of yards, and that's uh, that's pretty unique. Um, I think it'll be New Orleans. I think it'll be pretty easy to game plan for him, actually. Um, and this, you know, can be a, a get-right game for that defense. Uh, we know how good they were last year. There's no reason they can't get back to doing that. And they just they just have to find it on the practice field this week. Interesting. Um, what other storylines do you think you'll be covering, uh, you, yourself, uh, Chris, Jen, with regard to the game on Sunday? I know that we've talked about, obviously, the Saints defense and, and the Adrian Peterson situation, but I know there's always more to the story, and you're going to see it a little differently than maybe we do. What is it What is it on your mind? Uh, you know, there's, there's obviously – uh, with the new head coach in his third game, first time head coach in his third game, that'll always be a be a storyline. Uh, you know, the, the Saints defense will be a story. The Saints offense will be another story. I mean, it has to be. Um, you know, Jimmy Graham's new contract and you know, his ten catches last week, or just they just scream at you something to talk about. Obviously, Drew Brees. I mean, they talk about him ad nauseum. His, you know, his records and his numbers are you're out of this world. So it's an easy storyline in that in that regard. Um, you know, and there'll be other things that pop up in the next couple of days as we continue to delve into the numbers or whatnot. But um, the biggest one is the 0-2 Saints trying to get back on track because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that had them going to the Super Bowl against Denver and winning. Uh, that, that was me. So how they get back on track is the one that I'm going to be po- pushing the most on Sunday. It's early, though, isn't it? I mean, uh, we're only two games in. I, I don't want to say that things are in a crisis mode around here, but – you know, give us some perspective on when you think about the Saints as a, a long-term team in the NFC and, and what an 0-2 start does. Uh, it's, you know, they'll say it's early and historical, historical perspective will say 0-2 teams don't make the playoffs, but they also know a guy that's got 51,000 yards passing and, you know, his second-best completion percentage of, in the history of the NFL. I mean, you got a guy like that on your team, like Drew on your team. You're you're never out of it. They can score enough points, and I believe that they're smart enough. Sean's smart enough. His coaches, Rob Ryan, they're smart enough to find a way to get back into it. And I'm not I'm not too concerned about their 0-2 start. If anybody can get back into it, they can. Obviously, they're in a 2-0 hole and two games behind Carolina. They've won two two air games in the South. And the easiest way to get to playoffs, as we all know, is to win your division. So there'll be some catch up there, but. They have two games. They play. They play those teams. They can make that. They can make them make that up uh, during the season. So it uh, it should be interesting to see how it unfolds. But I'm not giving up on them. I don't think anybody else should either. All right. On an equally uh, serious note here, Rondé, uh, when you and the crew hit New Orleans, uh, that big Friday night <laughs> dinner. Uh, where where is the big Friday night dinner in New Orleans? Uh, you, you know what? She told me. I forgot where it is though. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. But she uh, she uh, she sent us an itinerary three day. You know. I don't know, maybe about five days ago. And you know, it was detailed in depth. We had dinner. We had after dinner uh, recreation. Uh huh. <laughs> and when week one, we were in Tampa, and I'm looking at myself and scratching my head, going, "Wow, I think I dropped the ball here because Jen was on it." Now, and uh, uh, we're gonna have a good time, and um, I'm looking forward to. It. I love the city. It's good to get back there, and not have to be uh, in my room for a curfew and get ready for a game. This is very this will true. This will be. Uh, this will be, be much nicer. Who picks up the check? Fox picks it up. Okay. Mike 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 uh, Mike Burks will pick it up for us. <laughs> I love it. Now, <laughs> of course, you're going to be loading on the calories. It sounds like we caught you in the middle of your uh, daily run today. 
Uh, I'm in the middle of my my Thursday round of golf. Is what I'm in. Uh huh. I'm taking a couple a couple holes off to talk to you guys. So well, I appreciate it. And uh, lastly here, Ronnie, before I let you go, um, I know that we're visiting on Friday here. Or, excuse me, the, uh, f- uh, the fans will be hearing this interview on Friday. We're visiting on Thursday. So um, I may as well ask you, uh, as a uh, member of the Buccaneers family, extended as a former player, Saints fans are probably hoping that uh, your Buccaneers will take down the Falcons tonight. Yeah, this will, this will be a, a great game for Tampa. They're two sitting at 0 um, they need to get back into it. They need a quarterback to play well. And if he does, then they'll win. That's been really their, their Achilles heel so far. There's some mistakes that, that Josh has made. Um, they got some injuries, uh, and hopefully that doesn't play into the storyline and they walk away with a victory. But we'll see. If uh, they go 0-3, uh, you know, it could be another tough climb for them. Oh, boy. Well, we'll see how it plays out. That's for sure. Rondé Barber, we can't wait to see you this weekend. Have a great, uh, great travel to New Orleans and uh, a great broadcast on Sunday. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you bet. Ronde Barber with us here from the NFL on Fox here on this Friday on the Black and Blue Report. Man, much more to go. Stay with us. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home, where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. I want to go back inside the Saints locker room one more time this week and go with uh, one of our go-to guys here on the Black and Blue Report. That's offensive tackle Zach Streif. Zach's one of those guys that seems to be one of the best voices of the team uh, for us and for others that cover the team. And certainly after the week that's uh, transpired, maybe even the first two weeks of the regular season, I thought we'd go back to Zach Streif. We haven't talked to him since training camp and kind of gauge the temperature of the locker room where this team is and get his thoughts about what lies ahead this weekend as they host the Vikings on Sunday. The more I've listened to Coach Payton talk this week, the more clarity there seems to be about what needs to get done. Does that, does that provide calm when you see it that clearly? Yeah, and I think, look, it's an emotional game. You put a lot into every week. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work and a lot of time, and so it's very hard to remove yourself emotionally. And we try real hard, especially publicly, to do that, to do just that, to remove yourself emotionally from it. And yet there's a lot of emotions that are in it. And when you got to come in the next day and watch it, all those emotions come back up, the regret, the disappointment. Um, so as you get farther and farther away, it gets easier to say, okay, let's, let's really, you know, focus in on, on, on what we got to do to keep it from happening. And, um, you know, at this point in the week, it's completely about Minnesota and, and, and fixing the things we need to fix to, to, to get our first win. Yeah, those emotions, even just – right after the game last week, pretty raw. And I remember you saying, hey, look, probably somebody's going to manufacture some sort of crisis and 
the button and all that. Did you did you feel that this week, or did it kind of fade away? Well, look, I don't think – I think to say it's going to be manufactured is maybe not what I was trying to say. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not saying – look, it's our job as professionals – to remove ourselves from those situations and try and move on mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, losing that game isn't going to win the next game. Correct. Now, if, 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 if worrying about that loss, and when I say worry, I mean being dwelling on it for the whole next week would help us win, we would do it. And yet, as a fan or from a, from a media perspective, it, it stays with you longer because you don't have anything else to, to play off of it. I've got three days of work under my belt I've moved on because I have to and because there's things to do so I think that you know the story of it, the crisis it's not that there isn't crisis that there is an inner crisis that as an as a professional athlete and as a professional you have to be able to move on from it so uh, there's there's reasons to be upset and worried and all those things and and we're more upset than anybody it's just it's our job to move on from it hey look and I've seen you guys use that emotion to focus too you know well look I, I think this has been as good of a two days of practice as we've had and to be honest with you I think the last two weeks we had good practice and you look at last season last season was the same first two games until the end and and yet we made plays at the end of both of those games we're two and0 we're essentially in the same situation with the opposite you know what I mean so it's not like this team, is is not talented enough or doesn't have the people to win and to be effective we haven't made the plays at the end and so every every chance we get to heighten that sense of, of importance at the end and look losing those games is going to heighten that that sense of urgency and it has this week and we've had a good week of practice and i think that that leads to calm and confidence going into games put your finger on it for me what's made this week so good i think guys have worked hard yeah. i think i think look we got a lot of proud guys over on the defense side of the ball. They they have been running. I mean, those guys have been flying around the field. And look, this this is kind of early in the season. You you feel games. You kind of feel them early, and then you kind of go a while where they don't affect you as much. Your body gets used to it, and then you start feeling them at the end. So this is a hard time to do that. And, and they've responded real well. And I think, generally speaking, when they amp up their intensity, we do the same thing. It's been a lot of competition. You know, a lot of competitiveness. Um, and, and look, there's a lot of proud guys in this room and, and a lot of guys that that have a desire to win games and that feel real bad when we don't. A lot of guys that feel like that. And so, you know, that pride and, and that, that th- those types of emotions are going to drive you to work harder. You know, a lot of that moaning and groaning going on in the city right now, and I'll give them that, that they're as equally as excited to see you guys here at home this weekend. Yeah, and look – it's always interesting to talk about reactions from fans. I've spoken to a lot more people this week, and look, at 0-2 or at 2-0, people start coming up to me a lot more. In the middle of the offseason, I can go to the grocery store. I don't get, you know, I don't talk yeah. to a lot of people. You get into 0-2, 2-0, both ways, people excited, upset, whatever, again, brings out emotion. I've had a lot more people come up, say they, they're behind us and they know that we'll be there. And, and look, the, the, these fans have always been – the best, you know what I mean, and 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 two and zero, zero and two is no different, and and so we feel a big responsibility towards them, you know, to give them the results that that they want and deserve. Here's one for you: um, the last 17 games in that building down on Poydras, uh, you, you you when you guys and Coach Payton are combined together, you're undefeated. That's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I mean we've had a good string, you know, a good string there, and yet we've talked this week. Uh, the teams don't carry the successes or, or, or failures of the past. There's a lot of new guys in here. There's a lot of guys that never played in a regular season game in the Superdome and don't know what that is and how that feels and, and the amount of energy that our fans can create. Um, so, look, the guys that have been here, we have confidence that, that we'll get things straight in there. Um, 
and, and those other guys, you know, look, it's up, up to the leadership and guys to bring those guys with you and, and to let guys know. But look, there's a there's a sense of uh, there's a sense of urgency. I don't want to use the word desperation, but there's a sense of urgency that that we got to find a way. And usually, desperate teams and teams that that have to have that feel that you know are going to be successful. So you know, it's really on us to to put on a show for the fans. Lastly, let me just ask you about the game of the trenches this Sunday. Last week against Cleveland, you guys were up against a huge group. I mean, those guys were massive. What what will we see in Minnesota here? Um, you know, I think look. The defenses themselves, both structure and personnel, couldn't be much different. Um, you know, Cleveland's a, a, a three-four structured defense. Um, obviously, with some bigger guys up front, so, some more stoutness, and that's AFC North's. You know, that's that's who they are. Um, and and you know, Minnesota, I would say, a little bit smaller, uh, more aggressive, more penetrators, more speed on their defense. Um, and and really, I think the defense is simpler. Uh, and, and generally what that does for a defense is allow those guys to play fast. There's, there's very little checking going on. They have responsibilities and gaps, and they know exactly where they need to be, and they're good at getting there. It's you know, uh, different than, than these teams, but the old Tampa 2s that play a more similar, a, a simpler scheme, and yet those guys are on top of their stuff. And you know, these guys don't play that scheme, but it's simple in that way. And uh, you see a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of speed and confidence in their defense, and they're playing well. And, uh, so, yeah, it's different, but uh, no, no less challenging. Yeah. Thanks, Zach. We'll get him on Sunday. Appreciate yep. it. That's Zach Streep, of course, and uh, we'll look for Zach and the Saints to uh, go get after it against the Vikings this weekend. We're going to get after your tailgate or your at-home football food preparation in just a moment. Daniel Salerson jumps in and visits with Chef Brian Landry next. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport-Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, it's Friday, which means we are so close to the weekend, which means football is upon us, which means it's time for some tailgating. And to help you and me with some tailgating tips is the chef partner at Bourne, Brian Landry. Brian, it's nice to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now, uh, before we get started on one of your great recipes, I want to ask you, what is your favorite thing to eat or grill or make at a tailgate? Um, at a tailgate, I like things you don't have to fuss over. Typically things you can eat with your hands because last times, obviously, you're standing up. Um, so I typically lately have been taking a nod from the Spanish side of Creole cuisine. And in Spain, they have all these awesome foods that they serve on like wooden skewers or some sort of toothpick that they call pinchos. Mm -hmm. And so lately my go-to tailgate dish is wild Louisiana shrimp pinchos. Ooh. And so it's 
It's it's basically like a shrimp kebab for all practical purposes, but easy to eat. The you know wild caught Louisiana shrimp are wildly delicious, um, and I think it's a great crowd pleaser and something that um, you know even my kids can get into. Now, um, a lot of people always have this debate whether to use a charcoal grill or a gas grill. So, in your opinion, which one is better for tailgating, and uh, the biggest difference between the two? Uh, the biggest difference is that charcoal imparts a lot more flavor than gas. Um, it is obviously a little more work to uh, get a charcoal fire going, but if, you, if flavor is definitely what you're after, I think charcoal is the way to go. There are some kind of cool ways to cheat a little, though. You can uh, you know, get a little pack of wood chips at the grocery store or the hardware store and uh, put them in a little soak them in a little water and put them in a little uh, foil pouch and you can impart smoke onto foods even on a gas grill and I think that uh, whether you're using charcoal or gas sometimes a little bit of uh, like hickory smoke is nice okay okay we're talking with chef partner Brian Landry from Bourne uh Brian, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. You've had some great recipes you told us on this show. I believe uh, Duck Poppers was one of them last year. Um, so give us a recipe that fans uh, and tailgaters can use this weekend. Okay, so today we're going to do the, the shrimp pinchos. Okay. So you start with uh, a, a large Louisiana wild-caught shrimp. Um, you know, a 16-20 headless shrimp is probably the perfect size. Get yourself some wooden skewers some cherry or grape tomatoes, and some nice uh, little sweet bell peppers. Lots of times now you'll see in, in the farmer's market and groceries these little, like, really sweet peppers, like orange and yellow and red. Um, and so what I do is build these little skewers with sweet peppers, uh, the Louisiana shrimp, and then cherry or grape tomatoes, and you can throw that right on the grill. The only thing we do to the shrimp ahead of time is we make this really garlicky, garlicky oil. Um, and we take olive oil, lots of crushed garlic, some red chili flakes, a little bit of parsley, some salt. Um, and if you really want to go after it, a little bit of a Spanish smoked paprika. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't find smoked paprika, regular paprika is fine. But we'll marinate those shrimp for about 30 minutes before we start skewering them and then we just throw them right on the grill super delicious you get your vegetable for the day right on the skewer and nothing beats wild caught louisiana seafood i like that now how long do you keep them on the grill uh shrimp cook really fast so we're talking about two to three minutes on each side and you're all done okay okay and what about some sides are there any good sides that you uh, recommend to go with it um yeah we we um Right now, we're still getting really delicious tomatoes, mm-hmm. uh, and at the at the end of summer, we're actually still getting some really sweet tomatoes from our partners over at Cubby Rise on the North Shore. So we make this um, almost like a tomato dipping sauce, where we'll take tomatoes, olive oil, a little bit of garlic, and we actually take some uh, crushed almonds, some peeled blanched almonds. And we'll puree that all together in a blender. Um, and uh, the, the Spanish sauce name for it is called salpachada, but it's almost like a romesco without the bread in it. 
uh, if you paint a little bit of that crushed tomato and almond puree right on top of the skewer, it just takes it to a whole new level. Mm, that sounds really good. Now, uh, before I let you go, uh, what are Bourne's hours on Saints game day? And uh, Do you have any specials going on during, after, or before the game? We do. So we open early on game day, so 9 a.m. You can get in the door. Uh, we fill it up before the game, and after a Saints win, uh, we still run our uh, every day of the week happy hour. So from 3 to 6, we have great drink specials, and we do our $5 tapas menu. So walk out of the Dome with a Saints victory and come get some cheap drinks and food over at Bourne. Absolutely, and if you can't make it to the game, just go to Bourne and uh, watch and enjoy some great food. Watch it with us. Absolutely. Yep. That's Chef Brian Landry from Bourne. Go check him out, not just on Sunday, but anytime during the week. Uh, you won't regret it. And, uh, Brian, enjoy the food and the football this weekend, and thanks for the recipe. Yeah, anytime. When we come back, Sean will wrap things up. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, Anthony Davis, and your Pelicans have been working throughout the offseason to take this team to the next level. Individual game tickets for the 2014-15 season are on sale now. Make sure to score your tickets early to check out the biggest matchups and see the biggest stars of the NBA. The best seats for premier games are going to go fast. Visit pelicans.com and take flight with your Pelicans today. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Pretty much time to put a wrap on things here on this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report and a week's worth of shows. Of course, next week we'll be focusing on the Saints and the Cowboys, and we'll be closer to Pelicans training camp. We'll bring basketball talk back into things probably starting Monday and Tuesday for you, and put a wrap on the Saints game, of course, from Sunday and the NFL weekend in general. Thanks to Rondé Barber, uh, Zach Streif, Brian Landry for stopping by today's show, Daniel Salerson for helping us out as well. Don't forget, later on today, John DeShazer has your New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. That, of course, is after the Friday practice and locker room session. And then uh, John and I will have coverage for you starting Sunday morning from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome for Saints and Vikings, the home opener 2014. Hope you have a great weekend. Go Tigers, go Greenies, go Lions too, by the way, as we all get set to hopefully have a great conversation on Monday regarding a lot of wins and good times. For all of our guests and for all who help us here at New Orleans Saints Digital Media and Pelicans Broadcasting, Sean Kelly saying have a great, great weekend. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.